So this week we recognize the vastness of God's creation. The cosmos that extends out farther than we can see or even comprehend. And as we read Psalm uh, 148, we hear that all of this vast creation joins us together in praising God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from heaven. Praise God on the heights. Praise God, all of you who are his messengers. Praise God, all of you who comprise his heavenly forces. Sun and moon, praise God. All of you bright stars, praise God. You highest heaven, praise God. Do the same, you waters that are above the sky. Let all of these praise the Lord's name because God gave the command and they were created. God set them in place always and forever. God made a law that will not be broken. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all you ocean depths. Do the same, fire and hail, snow and smoke, stormy wind that does what God says. Do the same, you mountains, every single hill, fruit trees, and every single cedar. Do the same, you animals, wild or tame, you creatures that creep along and you birds that fly. Do the same, you kings of the earth and every single person, you princes and every single ruler on earth. Do the same, you young men, young women too, you who are old together with you who are young, let all of these praise the Lord's name, because only God's name is high over all. Only God's majesty is over earth and heaven. God raised the strength of his people, the praise of all his faithful ones. That's the Israelites, the people who are close to him. Praise the Lord. So this week, um, we come to the end of the series that we started uh, last month. Over the last few weeks, we've been exploring God's creation and our place within it. We've explored the waters of this world, particularly the oceans and the seas. We have looked at the plants and the animals in the world around us. We talked a bit about our reliance on them and our call to care for them. Two weeks ago, we discussed the nature of storms. And we talked about how the power of the storm can remind us of God's power, which is far greater than that of the storm. God is a comforter that provides us with blessing and strength in the midst of all of life's storms. And so today we expand our focus outward a bit as we consider the vastness and fullness of the cosmos that God has created. So two weeks ago, I opened my sermon by asking you if um, any of you enjoy sitting out and watching storms as they come up? And I was glad to see that quite a few of you have. So I have a similar question for you today. So who here enjoys going out on a dark and cloudless night and laying out on the grass and just staring up out into the stars? Oh, good, good. Um, for me... You know, I just love to look out at the stars and wonder at all of the things that God has created. I look out there and wonder what else exists out there in the universe that we just don't even know, can't even comprehend. Because God has created such a vast space, universe, cosmos, whatever we want to call it. It also helps me at times to go out there and 
lay in the grass and stare up and it helps to center me and remind me that um, as much as it's uh, easy for us to think at times, I'm not actually the center of the universe. There's a whole vastness that exists out there beyond us, outside of us. And so I feel a sense of awe as I stare up on a dark, cloudless night. It's not the same sense of awe that I get during a storm or standing by the ocean where I'm reminded of God's power, but instead it's a time to stare just at the vastness of all that God has created. God didn't stop with the land on which we stand. God did not stop with the seas, with the creatures, with the animals, with the plants. God created a vast cosmos that is beyond our ability to understand. And just as the seas and the storms point us beyond themselves to the greatness of God, so does the rest of this creation. All of creation is called on to praise our Creator. Think back to that psalm I read earlier. The psalmist names all of the parts of creation and calls on them to sing praise to God, to join us in offering praise to our Creator. The heavens, the heights, the sun, the moon, the stars, the waters and the land, the animals, the plants, even the storms offer praise to God. And of course, all of the people, from the greatest king to the lowliest servant, all are called on to offer praise to God, and all simply because God has provided us with creation. God had a vision, a vision to create order out of chaos, to take the emptiness and to fill it with good things. God took the nothingness that existed and created life. This is God's vision for us, for us to live. God wishes for all of creation to live. And so all of creation is guided by God's vision. God commanded the trees to grow, and so they did. God commanded the animals to fill the earth, and so they did. God put the waters in their place and created the cycles of weather and climate, of night and day, of growth and rest. And so all of creation is alive due to God's vision. God's vision provides structure and guidance to everything that exists. God put it all in motion and gave, it, gave, us, order to, gave us the order to care for it. We are called to be stewards of that creation. God created us as a part of it, a part of all that surrounds us, and told us to live in relationship with each other and with the rest of creation. God gave us everything that we need in order to live and to thrive, and for the rest of creation to live and to thrive. But we know we sometimes fall short. We lose sight of the relationships that God has created around us. We lose sight of our relationship with the rest of creation. Sometimes we think it's all about us. This is one reason I think we need the night sky. We need to be reminded that we exist within something that is far greater than ourselves. We surround ourselves with light to keep the dark at bay. 
And in doing so, we deprive ourselves of the beauty of God's cosmos, of the way it inspires us to praise God for the mighty things that God has created. As we consider the ways in which we are connected to the rest of God's creation, as we consider our place in this great cosmos that God has created, we must, of course, consider as well our connections to each other. For the first thousand or so years after Jesus, all congregations around the world were connected to one another as one single kind of big C church. They had different ideas, different languages, different practices, but they were all connected as one. But due largely to a single word that got inserted in a creed, the church centered in Rome and the church centered in what was at that time Constantinople split to become two separate churches. The church continued split in two like this for another 500 years or so before it was fractured yet again by disagreements over various doctrines within the church. And that fracturing has led us to have hundreds if not thousands of different denominations in our world today. When we consider the goodness that God pronounced as the world was created, an order, as order was placed on top of the chaos, as the cycles of creation were put into motion, it is hard to see the divisions we created between ourselves as a part of God's vision for the world. In the last hundred years, efforts have been made to promote greater unity between all of the different churches that exist in the world today. This was born out of a recognition that as Christians, there is far more that unites us with one another than separates us. We all believe in the same ministry of Jesus in the world. We all believe that we are called by Jesus to love one another and to serve others. We all gather at a table to remember and celebrate Jesus' meals with his disciples and others. And so in keeping with God's vision that all of creation work together in praise, churches around the world celebrate World Communion Sunday today on the first Sunday in October. In congregations around the globe, believers gather today at the table. And in doing so, we are all of us reminded of our unity in Christ and of our common place in God's creation. We are, all of us, in need of God's grace. We are, all of us, guilty of sins which separate us from God and each other, and so we come, all of us, to the table that Christ has set before us. Through this meal, we take part in Christ's redemption of creation all over again. We share in the bread and the cup, the body and the blood that was offered to us all, we are reminded again of a love that knows no limits, a love that gives up everything so that we can live in harmony with one another. We are reminded again that the grave did not stop those meals that Jesus continued to eat with his disciples, assuring us that God's love for us all is without end. Jesus came to reconcile all of creation, to bring us all back into relationship with God and with each other. 
And so as we gather at the table today, we do so knowing that the entire cosmos sings praise to God alongside us as we partake of this meal. So let us shift our focus now to the bread and to the cup. Let us remember the elements of God's creation that come together on this table to give us the bread, to give us the juice and the cup. Let us remember our need for grace. Let us remember that we are connected to each other through this holy meal. And let us remember that Christ invites us all to come to this table together.